everyone. Happy hump day. Caught me mid-slurp. Welcome to the News Agenda with me, Fleet Street Fox. And today I'm joined by my fellow Mirror columnist, Darren Lewis. Morning, Darren. Morning. Morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. Now, this is the People's Paper Review, so get into the comments. Ask us your question, questions. Uh, the best ones do get a mug. We are still waiting for a, for a decent one to get the last mug out of our current batch. And if anybody wants in on you while you are um, doing this and you have to pretend, pretend like you're looking for work, you can catch up with us later in podcast uh, on Spotify if you're a, a normal human being uh, and otherwise um, on iTunes. And I'm afraid you can't comment on those later on, but you'll just have to rattle your jewellery or something else instead. Now, so what else have we got today? Well, the mirror has splashed on an extraordinary and moving image of a tearful queen at the memorial service for her husband, Prince Philip, yesterday. And inset in there is another extraordinary image. That same queen pictured with an unemployed man who somehow found £12 million to make allegations of sexual assault go away. Now, Prince Andrew does happen to be her son, and it was the memorial service for his father, Darren. But I think in his shoes, I would have stayed away so as not to taint the event with my presence, because however much I might think myself to be innocent, no, the sex scandal was always going to take centre stage like this, wasn't it? This is entirely predictable. I think you're absolutely right. I think whatever way you slice it, it was an endorsement from the Queen of her boy, but he could have taken the initiative and said, look, do you know what? This is too important an event uh, for me to be there. Um, I will stay away. I will respect the occasion. I will not take away the focus from uh, Prince Philip. I will allow everything to be about the family and about him rather than about me. But instead, listen, we all know about Prince Andrew and his lack of self-awareness. We all know about his arrogance as well. And I think this was an event that kind of smacked of, all, of both of those things. Yeah, it's just such a, a strange thing to have done. I mean, if he hadn't gone there would have been mention in the reports that Prince Andrew stayed away, you know, but it wouldn't have been front page news. It would have been inside and he would have had that advice. I mean, he has got rid of a lot of his staff, the media advisors and so on, because he doesn't need them anymore because he's not doing public work, but he would have had that advice. The Royals would have had that advice. Look, if he doesn't go, it's a, it's a small piece on page five. If he does go, it's a big piece on page one. And he went anyway. Now, what do you think, everybody? Do you think Prince Andrew should have gone to his father's memorial service? It was his dad, for goodness sake. He's allowed to go and commemorate his life, you would have thought. Barry says, so all the stories about his bad behaviour are conveniently forgotten. This is the thing, isn't it? Because most people are going to remember Virginia Giuffray in all of this. Rob says, people are allowed out of prison to attend funerals and memorials on compassionate grounds. Very good point, Rob. Uh, it's right that Prince Andrew paid respect to his father. People would have said he was a coward if he didn't go. There is that. They'd have made it look guilty like he was slinking away. Maybe he wanted to brazen it out a bit. But our, our colleague, Polly Hudson, uh, on page whatever it was there, says also if he wanted to go and pay his respects, he could have done so in a more discreet way. He could have gone in and, and just sat at the back of the back of the congregation. He could have slipped in and out a little bit more unnoticed. Um, there were ways of handling it and walking your mum up the aisle is not the best one, is it? I mean, I think, Susie, in some respects, we've taken some of the responsibility away as well from the Queen. And I know you, you referred to Polly speaking in today's edition of the Daily Mirror. Kevin Maguire also makes the point that 
Maybe Buckingham Palace misread the room by believing that the Queen was beyond criticism. And he was saying that the message that it sent out was was horrendous because it kind of said to everybody, look, the victims don't matter. And again, just to reiterate, as you rightly said, you know, this is a man who paid £12 million to settle a sordid sex case. This is an event that victims of sexual abuse will be looking at and saying, this is an attempt to rehabilitate this guy. And true re rehabilitation comes when you accept responsibility, when you face justice, when you work to rebuild the confidence of the people uh, who accused you, not throwing around money and, and rocking up uh, when you think that the whole thing has died down. Yeah, it's about acting sorry and looking sorry as well, isn't it? It's not just saying, oh, sorry about that and carrying on as you did before. Now, Pat says, and again, this is a reasonable point, it's a family affair. He was supporting his mother at the memorial for his father. It does not mean he's going to be on show at official engagements. We are told this is the last one, after all, Pat. She needed lots of support. It's still her son. Um, and as our previous commenter said, you know, they do let people out of prison for these kind of things. And he never went to prison, never convicted of anything. So he's got a right to be there. But I would say this isn't just a family affair. Things that happen in Westminster Abbey are mm. part of the national story. And mm. our royal family are a cipher for all our families as well. They kind of represent all of us in a very unrepresentative way. Um, and this is like the village green. It's like the parish church for the country. Okay. And so if the grandmother of the country lets her son do this at this situation in front of all of us, it's like your grand doing it with one of her sons who may not be your favourite uncle. Um, but how would you feel if it was your family? And th this is our national story. We have a right to to say we don't like the idea, don't we, really? I think the whole thing, um, the debate around it is fascinating because I, I have, like some of our this, uh, viewers are saying right now, I've heard the view expressed that a mother's love trumps anything. I've heard the view that um, this was her placing motherhood over monarchy. Uh, whatever we all think in the media, you will never break that bond between a mother and her son. I also heard it said that at her age, why should she care what everyone thinks, particularly us in the media? Um, but I think of Kevin's piece today, and it was a colossal mistake. I just think that what it has done is put the focus on Prince Andrew when the focus should have been on Prince Philip, on the Queen, on the family. And it has spawned a, a whole host of headlines that have taken away from the event. And let it be said as well, not just in our newspaper, but other newspapers who come from different sides of the spectrum. There is a universal condemnation of the decision to bring him in and the attempt it would appear to rehabilitate him. Yeah, a little bit anyway. Now Andy says, but yes, no matter what's happened with his life, he should have gone out of respect to his dad. Our commenters so far seem quite certain that Andrew pretty much should have been there. But what if this was your uncle, everyone? What if this was your granddad's memorial service? Uh, let's say that in, in your community, your granddad was well-respected and did lots of good work, ran the local Duke of Edinburgh Awards scheme unit, maybe something like that, and a memorial service for him, an uncle who'd been accused of uh, travelling across international borders to have sex with someone who was legally a minor against her will, who later turned out to be a victim of trafficking, and he had never faced justice or any kind of trial for that, but had instead paid so that 
and perhaps using Gran and Grandad's money, some of it, to make that allegation go away, how would you feel at your Grandad's memorial service if an uncle like that had turned up? Do you still think that would be absolutely okay for everyone else to see that and to think that that was all right? Tracy says, if he's innocent, why did he pay? This can't be swept under the carpet. Yes, it was his father's memorial, but not his. Um, like I said, if this was my dad and I thought myself innocent of anything I'd been charged of and I'd, I'd paid just to make it go away because that was the cheapest and easiest thing to do, perhaps, if how £12 million is cheapest, who knows. But um, I would have I would have stayed away, Darren, because yeah. I wouldn't have wanted my father's memory to be tainted with headlines like this. Yeah, absolutely. And the theme of this whole show it in many respects is optics because i know you, you said a second ago we'll talk more about the, the party gate thing but optics in this case the optics of it look horrendous uh, because if you think for example about the titles that have been removed from prince andrew and the patronages that that now looks like pr rather than a genuine uh, rather than a genuine contempt for the situation that he'd found himself in obviously it's important to point out that he's always denied any wrongdoing but it just shows a, a lack of awareness. It shows a lack of the understanding of the way that the royal family are perceived. They, they don't think like ordinary people, like the people who are watching this show, some of them, uh, because they aren't ordinary people. They're born into wealth and privilege, and you only have to look at the car crash around the Caribbean tour to see that they've got no idea about perception. And I think a lot of people, while obviously being sympathetic and respectful uh, for their loss, they've got a lot, they look at this and they just think they've got no idea how ordinary people see situations like that. Yes, he has every right to go to the funeral of a family member, but does he have the right to take away the attention from the person who has passed, from the people who are grieving, from the other family members who would not want the event turned into a circus. I'm not sure he does. Yeah, and yeah, even and while this is going on as well, um, you know, during the, the whole sort of scandal, uh, the the wedding of his daughters, the, his father's funeral, those were things he did attend, and there was similar kind of headlines about it then. Of course, nothing was quite established. So it, he has also decided to be out of the spotlight a bit for some of it and then now he seems to be happy to be back in it again so you've got a, i've got a question for you actually do you think him turning up yesterday and and the queen allowing him to come and bear in mind you know it was well choreographed i mean i'll get to that in a second but do you think it means that he's gonna appear at the platinum jubilee weekend in june and this is an attempt to maybe just start to pave the way for that it's possible, isn't it? We are told all the briefings that come out from the palace are that this is Andrew's last uh, public engagement. He's doing the right thing for his father and then he's ducking out uh, and just going to sit and do nothing for the rest of his life. How that's different to the first part, who knows? Um, but that's what we're told is going to happen. Um, but it does seem to me, I mean, I agree with some of what Kevin says in his column down at the bottom there. He, I mean, he blames the Queen for this, to be honest. He says it must have been her choice to allow Andrew to attend and that however physically frail she may be becoming, she, her mentally she is all still there. Um, I can see how as his mother, she might have felt that Andrew had a right to be there if he wanted to. But um, the royal editor, Russell Myers, is saying that the other royals did not want him there, were taken mm. by surprise and that Andrew had kind of insisted. And we had, there was a story a little while ago, wasn't there? before the settlement that Andrew tried to sort of gate crash Windsor Castle with mm. his 
lawyer in tow uh, to see his mother to discuss this settlement money and that the lawyer was kept out because the Queen said, what? No. Uh, and kept him out. So he does have form for trying to, you know, bluster his way into things. I can see. I can easily see a way in which he went to Windsor Castle and said, "Mummy, I shall take you there. I insist." And she went, oh, "Okay." But, but I, I think you're right, and Kevin's right. I think it does a little bit take. Listen, we all want to remain respectful of the Queen, so we've got to temper our language around this. But uh, whatever way you slice it, it was an endorsement of her boy, and he's been described in all the papers as her favourite son. And it was carefully choreographed as well. You've got to remember, the palace wouldn't confirm she was attending. She was definitely intended. They only said she intended to go. She slipped in with him in a side entrance near Poet's Corner. Now, the, the word was that that was because, obviously, they didn't want her to have much further to walk, so you can understand that. He'd escorted her, however, in the car from Windsor Castle to Westminster Abbey. He led her to the front row position in front of all of the TV cameras. They knew what they were doing. They know about optics. They knew how it would come across. And that's the reason why Kevin is right. On the one hand, we all want to remain respectful of the Queen, but on the other... Is she, maybe Buckingham Palace have miscalculated the depth of feeling around this and the, the, the respect that we also have to retain for the victims of sexual abuse, either directly or indirectly, watching this and seeing this as an endorsement for a guy who has never fully cleared his name of the allegations against him. Exactly. Um, now, Chris says, can we say that had Andrew not attended, the focus wouldn't be on him for not going? Uh, as, as we said a bit earlier, Chris, I think if he hadn't gone, it would have been mentioned, but it would have been an inside fairly short piece because there's another prince who, not on the front page, there is another prince who did not attend. And that prince, Prince Harry, did not attend, having been accused of something not much worse, really, than just marrying unfavourably, marrying someone they don't like, uh, doing a documentary, speaking to Oprah Winfrey. And whatever, however bad you think Harry and Meghan may have been, they have not been accused of anything on the scale of what Prince Andrew's been accused of. And that is the prince that didn't attend. And that, uh, in answer to the last question, that got a small piece like this mm. on the inside. Um, if Andrew hadn't attended, it would just have been, here are the two princes who weren't there. It wouldn't yeah. have been the front page, would it? I think it would have been, I mean, if, if you look at our newspaper, it would have been a poignant picture of the Queen on the front. We wouldn't have had the inset picture, uh, the smaller one of Prince Andrew, because he wouldn't have needed to be on the front. Um, mm. And even if I look at some of the other it's coverage child, today, isn't it? Escorting her down the aisle. Or William, as it should have been. The and there were any number of other royals who could have done that, as you rightly say. And that's the reason why you have to assume that this was carefully choreographed. Yes, he had that buying. Yes, he has that lack of, lack of self-awareness. Yes, he would have pushed his way, elbowed his way to the front to do it. But he can only be enabled. And if he is, it can only happen if he is enabled. And if they are giving him the opportunity to take centre stage, he is going to grasp it with both hands. And that's why I'm not necessarily convinced that this is the last we've seen of him. And my concern is that it might well be that they'll take the temperature. And if it's not too hot, they might decide, let's try and do it again in June at the Platinum Celebrations. Well, what do you think, everybody? Do you think this is Andrew's uh, resurrection? Uh, time for Easter. Is he going to be reborn as uh, Andrew Christ, you know, kind of thing? Tracy says she normally gets Charles to escort her. This was all premeditated. 
squeeze you, Darren. So why was the, I'm not going to say that word, uh, all to escort our queen? He should be at the back, as you say. Um, it's also, I think, is notable that when he made this settlement with Virginia Dufresne, and he issued a statement, didn't he, saying uh, not that he admitted having had sex with her or done anything wrong, but he said that he did kind of, you know, accept that she was a victim of Jeffrey Epstein and that he had not known about any of this. Um, he also said that he would fight for and advocate for victims of sexual abuse. And we've got reported there in the paper today, victims of sexual abuse who have seen this going, what? This is not okay with me. Everyone who has ever seen their abuser or the person they've accused, I should say, then sort of walking down the street as though nothing had happened, um, welcomed into the family home because most child abuse does happen within families. Um, things like this, when, when, when the mother perhaps does not believe something that someone, someone else in the family has done, you know, and enables these things and carries on. This is just bringing it all back for so many people. And I can see, Darren, I don't know what the mirror might be doing on this tomorrow, but I can see days and weeks of comments now from Virginia Dufresne, mm. from uh, other victims of Jeffrey Epstein, more attention on Ghislaine Maxwell and, and things that are going on with her, more attention on Andrew's uh, case in New York and how he's considered a person of interest by the FBI. I mean, just reinflating the whole damn thing that Absolutely. he just paid 12 million to get rid of. And the interesting it's thing is that I was quite struck that in the wake of the Caribbean tour to see that suggestion from Prince William that he may end this whole era of the royals having that mantra, never complain, never explain, because they'll have some explaining to do about, as you say, the analysis that will be spawned from the decision to allow Prince Andrew to go to this uh, memorial, I think, as far as um, he is concerned. You're right, other people will have a view, and that view will be that the royals have sent out a message that we believe him, we stand by him, not with the victims of sexual abuse. And I think um, from their point of view, they are as tainted as he is by making this very public show of support for somebody who hasn't fully cleared his name. And yeah, I think there will be analysis. I think there will be victims. I think there will be high profile condemnation. And all of that will have to be fielded by the royal family. And they'll have to find a way to justify what has been a horrendous decision. Yeah, it does look like um, internally, the royal family are not in full agreement about this. That there are other camps speaking to our royal editor, Russell Myers, to say they are less than happy with the fact Andrew turned up. So there may be continued rows about that. Um, I can't see the question that's just up on the screen. I can't remember the name of the person there. Just a Carol. She says, Carol. Carol, she's not a good judge of character. I'd be ashamed if he was mine. There are, if she wanted to say, he's still my son, and no matter what happened, I still love and support him, as many mothers might do, regardless of the crime. There are other ways of doing it than your husband's memorial service when the newspapers are all watching you. Just a thought. Anyway, we do have to move on to the next story, but keep asking us your questions. Do you think the Queen's done the right thing? Do you think she should be thinking twice? Um, Andrew is as far as anyone's concerned, innocent of any crime. He's not been um, uh, convicted of anything. He's not been charged with any offence. He has made a payment to end a civil suit. There are still some things ongoing in the US. Um, he's obviously been named in some, some court cases. Uh, but does he have a right to attend his own father's memorial service? Should he have stayed away? 
What do you think? Let us know. But we do need to move on to something else in the news that makes it look like the last six months just didn't happen, uh, which is that last night the Tories threw a party. And that would be bad enough, wouldn't it, considering? But at the same time, there are moves to take down the COVID wall of remembrance that sprang up across the river from Westminster all while they were having their original parties in number 10. And this party last night happened on the same day the police issued the first 20 fines, just the first ones, there are more coming, for attending lockdown parties in number 10. Now, optics and, and how things look and, and what they seem to show us about how people care about stuff is something we're going to talk about, Darren. But what's really interesting to me here, though, is there were 12 parties the police were investigating and fixed penalty notices are usually given to the organisers. Hmm. Now, there are 20 fines given out already, but that indicates there seems to be more than one person that the police think was involved in the commission of the offence, not just having turned up accidentally at work, but actually knew that they hmm. were breaking the law at some point. 20. And this is just the first wave. Now, there are more to come, we're told, but this is why they kick the can down the road, isn't it? It's because they think the time is a healer. People will forget and they can move on. But the polls are showing that while Tory MPs seem to have changed their mind and are saying, well, the war in Ukraine means we can trust Boris Johnson again, and he's doing quite well with that, um, the public are not taking it quite so well. The polls show, Darren, that the public still think the Boris Johnson brand is very heavily tainted by Partygate. They're not as convinced about Ukraine as the Tories might be. But, of course, it's not the public who've got the right to remove him before the next election, is it? It's the Tories. And so here he is, mm. celebrating, partying yeah. like it's 2019. Do you know, I, I'm smiling because I'm sure that he will get his comeuppance at some point. But I think as far as uh, the, the public are concerned, you're absolutely right. This is two middle fingers up. Uh, sorry, this is a middle finger. <laughs> both middle fingers on both hands. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, to to the general public, many of whom made sacrifices during the lockdown. They're wondering how to find enough money to heat their homes and feed their families. And this lot go out and they throw a party. It's the most breathtaking display of arrogance and contempt for all of those people who've had a, a, a more than a slap on the wrist that they're getting. 200 MPs at this London hotel, nice food, nice wine, jokes about basically how they got away with it. I just think the public have had enough. They're sick to the stomach over the whole thing. And they'll remember this. They'll remember, you know, strip away all of the detail and the nuts and the bolts and the part. They will remember this, how they were left in the lurch by a government who got into power, promised lots of things, and then basically did what they liked. The taking down of the wall of remembrance. I mean, all of the things, all of the lip service that they paid to us. We talk about optics. The optics of that party, the optics of that, the, the basically saying it's as if it never happened. People will remember it. The people who are going through pain right now and are continuing to struggle with illness, with uh, anguish and, and, and loss within their families, they will remember the way they've been left in the lurch by this despicable bunch of charlatans. I'm, I'm really tempering my words here, but... Don't, don't hold it back, Darren. Uh, it, the party wasn't all that great, though. Giles Brandreth did do the afternoon speech, so they didn't... <laughs> say that. 
Uh, now, Chris says, I think these MPs who are fined should come out publicly and leave it to their constituents if they still want to be represented by them. Unfortunately, Chris, it's not really MPs that are being fined. It's the civil servants. The MPs weren't in Downing Street during the lockdown. They were in their constituencies. Um, there may well have been one or two MPs. Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson do appear to have been photographed at a birthday party which uh, Rishi says he didn't know was a birthday party, despite the fact it involved cake and the Prime Minister was holding a can. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing that strikes me about all of these spurious excuses, you or I use them and the police are not having it at all. The politicians use them and they get away with them. I mean, Boris Johnson has been either lying from the start ever since, obviously, Pippa, our colleague, uh, started exposing all of these parties and that brilliant string of exclusives. Um, he was either lying or he was being lied to. 39 times, Darren, 39 times the government told the, told the public and the House of Commons and everybody else, 39 times they said no lockdown rules were broken. Well, at least 20 were broken. We know exactly. that. And, and not only that, they were saying the guidance was followed at all times, that there was no parties, that no COVID rules, as you say, were broken. Um, they're still saying, even now, that no law was broken, the guidance was followed. Um, and I think the worst thing about it for me is that good people, people watching this, people around the country, good people, because of Boris Johnson's conduct and, his men, and, and the people around him and because of all their mendacity, good people decided, I'll break the guidelines too. What's the point of following the rules? And that's what's the most heartbreaking aspect of it, that they not inspire, that's the wrong word, but their conduct led good people to say, what's the point? They're doing it. They're getting away with it. I might as well too. Yeah. Some people have taken their masks off or not had the vaccine and suffered as a result. Absolutely. Um, now, it, it is astonishing. Our fairy fears, possibly not her real name, but morning fairy, says, do you think we'll find out who got fined? And will all who received the fines resign? Boris has done irreparable damage to the UK. What's interesting, Fairy, and one last point down before we move on to good news, is that there were so many leaks in Downing Street, coming not just to Pippa, but once after her story started to multiple media outlets. They were not all coming from the same one person. They were coming from multiple directions. It was leaking mm. like a sieve. And the reason that you have that many leaks, um, all right, a year after the event, but that many leaks is because there is widespread internal disdain in an organization mm. for the way it's being run that's the only reason that ever happens mm. so i would suggest fairy that when these fines are issued there will be similar leaks because that disdain will not have gone the the things that have happened since partygate the afghan translators scandal the ukrainian uh, immigrant uh visa scandal um various things that have happened with you know, Hancock and God knows what else. There are enough people who work in Downing Street who know who will have got these fines who will start leaking it. So the spreadsheet that I had originally at the start of all this, of all the different parties and who was there and who did what and what the excuse was for it, I'm going to have another column on it starting to say who leaked this bit now. I think you're going to need a big spreadsheet. That's coming out. Yeah, you're going to need a bigger spreadsheet, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, we do have to move on to some other stuff because we're coming up to the end of our half hour. But uh, keep up into the questions. Let us know what you think. Should the Queen have been at the memorial service? Should, sorry, should the Queen have let Andrew come to the memorial service? Was it a good idea? Is the monarchy 
showing signs of, shall we say, fatigue um, and that these can't really continue if they carry on like this. Do you think that the Tories should have partied last night? Do you think that there was a problem with that? Do you think it's absolutely fine? Do you think Partygate is over? Are you still concerned about that or not? Does it still matter to you? Let us know and we'll try and wrap up with some of the comments at the end. But first of all, there is some good news in the world uh, and it's partly up down to you. So here it is. Now, a few months ago, this show and the mirror featured the story of Jacob Hyatt, a little seven-year-old boy who uh, was born with one of his hands absent, just didn't develop in the womb. And he had tried on an Iron Man-style bionic arm and was uh, played catch with it for the first time. And so the mirror featured a fundraising effort to find the £13,000 for Jacob to get that prosthesis. Um, finally, after the mirror shared his story, after it went viral online um, and after it was shared across social media and featured on this show, and I think we had the link for the fundraising section as well, he has finally managed to get the £13,000 and he has taken delivery of the prosthesis. And he is high-fiving everyone he can find, Darren, his mum says. He's cycling, he's clapping, he's having a marvellous time. But does this not show, frankly, he's cycling and everything else, the power of the press can actually do far more than it's usually given credit for. And it's the kind of little things like this that don't get huge amounts of um, attention anywhere else. But these are the things that can be life-changing, aren't they? Absolutely. And the generosity of our readers as well, because they bought in almost immediately uh, when we appealed for help for young Jacob. Um, and as you say, from our point of view, being able to amplify the story, tell it, understand... Uh, listen, just for background, it was at her 20-week scan that his mum, Bernice, found out that his arm had stopped developing. And her story touched so many people when we told it and you highlighted it here on the show that they put their hands in their pockets at a difficult time. Let's not kid ourselves uh, around the country for a lot of people in a lot, lots of areas. But they wanted to help this young boy. And it's wonderful to see that he has this arm, he has enjoyed it, he's adapted to it very quickly. He's high-fiving, as you say, in cycling. I've had to keep this story away from my boys, actually, because I bought them a very cheap Iron Man arm uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> so when they see this one, they're going to say, why can't you get me £13,000 to get an arm like Jacob? So I've got to keep it away from Because they've got both their hands, that's why. You get your glove, lads. <laughs> Shut up, stop burning. Um, it does show, anyway, just really nice uh, line in that story about how when he heard he was getting the new arm, he was bouncing around, jumping around, saying, I'm going to be Iron Man, I'm going to be Iron Man, which I think is just I, chuckling and lovely, and I'd feel a lot happier about it if I didn't think Prince Andrew was doing much the same. Um, but well done, Jacob. Glad you've got your new arm. Um, I don't know if there's any questions to wrap on at the end. I there was one. Can I just one. make a very quick point that he reminds me already of um, Lee Majors from the Six Million Dollar Man, but I think I'm just showing my age by saying. Yeah, I think so, yes. <laughs> I don't think even I ever saw that one, Darren. Now, Brenda, this is a nice comment to wrap on, Brenda. Um, and actually, do you know what, Brenda? You're going to get the last news agenda mug in the current batch. Uh, get into the, the comments, wherever. Just contact me on Facebook and uh, we'll message me and we'll sort it out to get to your home address. Brenda said, Boris and his party goers will realise the people's disgust when the time comes to put our crosses on the piece of paper. Fingers crossed, Brenda. All we can do is wait. But it appears that um, the Tory MPs have saved him until 2024. We'll just have to hope that someone else can uh, dethrone him later on. 
Thanks for joining me, Darren. Thanks for taking part, Thanks, everybody. Darren. Thank you to those who donated to Jacob's new arm. Join us again next Monday for another edition of the News Agenda. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.